G'day everyone, and for those who came in late, you're listening to Expand, the Phantom Podcast. Um, the reason I'm talking in hushed tones right now is because it's the middle of the night and I don't want to wake up the family, and also <laughs> there's a little bit of excitement um, brewing about who we're about to talk to. Um, good morning, Jermaine, how are you? Uh, good night, mate. It's still night time where I am. Not for much longer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, it's... Middle of the night, which can mean only one thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm very excited. This is, uh, we haven't had very many return guests um, on Expand the Phantom podcast. Um, Glenn Ford, I can think of. Um, we've had Paul Mason and Sammy J, Duncan Munro on a few times. Um, but for us to be talking to, for a second time to Cy Barry, fingers crossed, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> um, we're about to, we're about to patch um, Cy in and and hopefully have a chance to talk to him. Um, it's very exciting. It is, it is. So does this make, when you say, when you talked about the returning guests, it's, yeah, it's 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 good to have him back. Um, I'm looking forward to some of the conversations that we probably didn't have before. And um, yeah, eagerly awaiting it and probably wouldn't wake up this and talk to someone in this unforsaken time for anyone else no well it makes it worse as it's that a, it's a monday morning uh for us so it's <laughs> currently 1:23 in the a.m on monday uh for me 11:23 in the p.m for you uh, yes. on sunday and uh the work day is not looking like it's going to be fun probably monday or tuesday to be honest but mm. <laughs> that's that's what we do all right. Well, we've got a few questions lined up from um, from Patreon members who have, have sent us in some ideas to, of what to talk about and what to ask about Cy, given that we have already spoken to him once. Um, so we'll uh, we'll start the process now of uh, patching him in, and um, so there'll probably be a little bit of a. Oh, we might even play the introduction music now, perhaps. Um, and by the time we come back, hopefully, we'll be talking to the one and only, the great Cy Barry. Five hundred years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck. And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty. And all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die. The ghost who walks Enemies beware The phantom's always there But you won't find the phantom He finds you And we've, uh, we just had that's, a... Hot there, boy. Yeah, okay. yeah, we just, we just had a, a bushfire out, um, out where we live a couple of days ago. Oh my God! And, uh, the, the the family was we we were t- we were evacuated. I stayed behind and um looked oh. after the house and stuff like that. So yeah, and uh, the the house is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah the house is okay. And then uh, Dan had uh, right. floods just north of where he is. And Dan looks like he's sleeping right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've ceased up. His <laughs> eyes. They caught him with his eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> so should we just should we just go? Yeah, I think so. I don't I don't think the video is. Every time I um, play with the video now, it um, 
makes me drop out of the conversation. So that's uh, that oh. defeats the purpose as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Just try to keep your eyes open. I'll try not to bore you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was more Jermaine okay, talking. So anyway, uh, I'm still enjoying life. Are you ready to record right now? Uh, yeah. 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 I think we'll uh, we'll we'll take it from here. Um, so. And it's. People, it's people like you guys that keep me feeling young because uh, just knowing that there are people out there that appreciate my work and they still remember me, it, it keeps me, gives me a good reason for being alive, really. And uh, I, I enjoy uh, uh, talking to everyone and writing to everyone and hearing from everyone. It's, it's just such a pleasure that mm. uh, life is worthwhile. But, uh, I, I, I think one, that's one of the things I love about the field I was in, uh, the career I was in, is that um, it brought on so many friends and so many people that uh, that, that liked my work. And um, I hope when they get to the, get to meet me and talk to me, that they get to like me as well, <laughs> because I enjoy I enjoy people. I enjoy talking yeah. to them, being with them. And I spent so many years at at the drawing board, uh, just. Plugging away, plugging away, and uh, that's all I had to look at was my inkwell and my white sheet of paper, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, and then uh, make, making that paper come to life uh, was such a pleasure. It was so enjoyable. Hmm. Uh, there were a couple of uh, bumps in the road, such as Lee Falk, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> and a couple of editors that are, uh, were not very pleasant, but um, my my life, my career in, in cartooning was as always in comics has been a joy, and it, it's kept me feeling young, and uh, maybe that's the reason why I'm next month I'll be ninety one. So wow, and I think the fact that uh, uh, I was in this kind of field with the funny people that I've been associated with the wild and woolly cartoonists and uh, uh, some of the wild nutty editors that I've dealt with and <laughs> I mean all of these things have, uh, have kept me uh, kept me alive and kept me feeling young and then mm. working on the fantasy stories as well that that is a, a wonderful career uh, it's, it's a wonderful way to be working you're working in the uh, in, in fantasy and unreal stuff, and it, it keeps you away from a lot of the reality. Yeah. Well, there's, um, you've already said so much there that we want to um, deep dive into a little bit, if you if you don't mind. So either, you, you mentioned there about talking to um, fans and, and uh, mm -hmm. people who, who appreciate your work. We noticed that the, the last couple of years, since we spoke to you last, you seem to be going to a lot more of the conventions, like a... Um, yes. Mm -hmm. New York Comic Con and that sort of thing. Can you tell us a little bit about going to those and your experiences there? Yes. <clears throat> the first one I went to with, with David was uh, the Big Apple uh, Comic Con. And that's, uh, if anyone knows, the Long Island Railroad, uh, Penn Station. It's directly across the street from Penn Station. And uh, it was a wonderful experience. Uh, met so many people and some fellow artists as well and uh, uh, people I hadn't seen for years and uh, it, it was just such a warm and was, wasn't it great that it was? It was great and then seeing the people and people 
coming by and saying, oh, sign Barry, could you sign this? And could you, uh, I'd like to buy that, you know. It was just a beautiful experience all the way through, and it was pretty uh, profitable as well. That's always then, helps. That always helps. <laughs> yes, that's the best part, right? And then, uh, well, we were all worked up about doing it again. And the next thing we went to was the Javits Center, all right? And that's also in New York, uptown. And we had quite an experience there. It was a, a bit disappointing. And as, as not, not nearly as... Uh, and I just, I'm, I'm just going to... It's unknown. Forget it. Um, it was quite an experience. It was not the kind of experience that we had at the Gavel. Uh, and I was kind of forewarned about it, too. They said, uh, be careful, it may not be as exciting as you think it's going to be. And I said, well, we have to try it. Yeah. And one of the bad, difficult things, we allowed we allowed about two and a half hours to get there, and it, which is m- much more than enough. Normally, it should be a little over an hour. And uh, But it took three over three hours. We were about three-quarters of an hour late. Oh, wow. Because we were being detoured. You go into the city and you don't know what's going to happen. Either there'll be a crane on the street that it, it's blocking off the entire street, or else, or else there's a, uh, a, you're being detoured because they, they close the street down for a fair that's going on. And, uh, and this is on a Saturday. They usually do these things on a weekend. And yeah. they'll try to get whatever construction they can get done on the weekend as well, because during the week, traffic is just impossible. Mm. So even on the weekend, we would think to it, instead of going downtown, we found ourselves being forced to go uptown. Instead of going east, of west, we're going east. <laughs> and it, it was so bad, so bad. And, you know, you can't just make a turn and come back to your street. You have to go down a couple of avenues and swing and make wide, wide turns. And you, you're, you're out of your dis, district when you when you try to get back. Mm. It's, it, it was so bad. So we finally got there. We finally parked, and we parked, We had to park a few blocks away. And we're carrying all this stuff mm. to get there, and we're so late. But we they let us stay a little later. And uh, wouldn't you know that at the end of the whole thing, after all the disappointment we had, I fell, and I cut the back of my head. Oh. And so that, that ended a perfect day for him. <laughs> <laughs> so we came home. We said, never again at Javits. <laughs> but on, on March 9th, I'm going back to the Big Apple again. David and I uh, are going back to the Big Apple. And we expect to do nicely there. Mm. Yeah. So we know the guy that runs it. And um, uh, we, we, as a matter of fact, we'll have a larger table. And it should be a nicer uh uh, experience for us. And was that so, the, was the Big Apple? Was that the one where you did the panel discussion last yes, year? Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And the strange thing is, the uh, moderator had me talking more than the rest of the people, so maybe they couldn't cut me off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he did ask me. Uh, I didn't. I didn't ask for it. I didn't know he was going to ask me. Uh, about my childhood, which was a very unusual one. Uh, yeah. I really didn't, in my first 10 years of my life, I didn't live at, at home with my uh, with my mother and father. And um, 
it's a whole, it's another long story, but uh, they had me explain it, and here the other artists are sitting around, and I think they're getting a little bored, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of taking over, and I didn't want to be in that position. So then uh, they they finally gave them a couple of minutes, the other artists a couple of few minutes to talk. Joe Giello was with me, and he. Joe Giello went to school with me. Uh, I guess you know Joe, right? I mean, you know. Yeah. You know, um, right. He was one Did of your assistants work. for a while, right. I believe. Uh, he worked with me for a while, right? And but at the same time, he was doing comics, and uh, he was working for DC, and uh, he also did Batman for a period of time. He did the comic strip, uh, the daily strip. Uh, but Joe and I went to school together. Uh, that's how far back we mm. went to high school together. I know since we were 15 years old. Oh, and wow. He's a, he's a deep friend. So he doesn't communicate as often as I would like him to, but uh, <laughs> he's kind of a, a quiet, shy guy. And uh, he's a, 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 but he's, he's very funny, too. He's got a yeah. good sense of humor. So when you but, say that they were that he was working with you, so did he help with layouts and that sort of thing, or yeah. what sort of assistance does someone mostly, like Joe provide? Mostly inking. Now and then he did some layouts, but uh, it was mostly inking. Right. And uh, and he, he followed my style pretty well. His style was reasonably close to mine. As a matter of fact, he helped work with Dan while I was working with Dan, my brother Dan. Hmm. And um, uh, so he knew my style, and he followed it pretty, pretty literally. Uh, yeah. His inking was a little tighter than mine, but uh, that happens. When you're working on somebody else's pencils, you tend to tighten up. But mm. you don't think the same way as working on your own pencils. Mm. So, so the, yeah. you, you made mention of uh, Dan, your brother. I'm not sure if you're aware, but today... Uh, was the start of the Masked Ball storyline, which was the one that you drew your brother in oh, as the main villain. Remember that? <laughs> so uh, it's when we were um, planning this talk, and, and we posted we've posted something up about that storyline. It, it kind of married up quite nicely that we're talking to you on the right. anniversary of uh, of your of your brother's it, debut in the uh, Phantom comic. Today's the anniversary of that story. Yeah, of when it started in the newspaper. How about that? That's amazing. And you know <laughs> what year that was uh, that it, that it appeared? Do you remember what year? Uh, oh, I think it was sixty-nine or sixty-eight. If you give me two seconds, I'll find out for you. We're actually. Uh, um, that, thought, that's yeah. one story, Si, that. Um, We've got planned to do a radio play of the Masked Ball. We already did one for um, one of the Wilson McCoy stories because it's shorter um, and it was easier to to put together. But we are planning on doing an audio um, play of uh, the Masked Ball at some point. 1969. Did you know? Oh, 69. Yeah, it was when the story debuted in the newspapers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, you notice who the villain was in the uh, in the story. Yeah, yeah that absolutely. Was your brother. <laughs> <laughs> now, no, he didn't know what was going on at that time. We were kind of at odds with each other, and I wasn't I wasn't talking to him, even though I tried. I wasn't talking to him, and um, 
he he didn't know what was going on in my life. I knew of something about what was going on in his. I mean, he knew I was doing the thing. Uh, but he didn't know that I was drawing him as a villain in his story. <laughs> See, and um, uh, he's one of the few bad guys to have ended up with two skull marks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And they never left. Those call marks never left. <laughs> uh, so he heard about it, uh, about the story. And they said to him, as a matter of fact, the Phantom left us a, on your chin that he left a skull mark. Uh, can I see a picture of you? <laughs> one of his friends, one of, one of uh, the people that we know had spoken to him, uh, another artist. And, you know, we're always kidding each other. Uh, but, uh, you know, when it come, when, it, uh, when Dan uh, was kidding, you know, or jived a little bit, he couldn't take it too well. He knew how to give it, but <laughs> he couldn't take it too well, you know. He, he was very sensitive. So, aren't, all, aren't all bigger brothers like that? They know how to give it to their uh, little ones. Oh, that, uh... <laughs> yeah, I was uh, a little bit of the best, you know. But... <laughs> Uh, we we could have, I must say, we could have had a better relationship. I tried, but um, he was not an easy person, and it's a shame. He had problems. He really had problems. He was he was a wonderful artist, a great artist, and a brilliant guy. I mean, he had so many attributes. Uh, he he really could have been so so much more famous than he was. But there were just things about him that. Um, that turned people off and made people uh, made it difficult to deal with him. Mm. And he, it, this was so with his family and with his friends, and it, it was uh, it was it was a sad uh, experience uh, dealing with him. And it was unfortunate that he was like this because he uh, he had all the attributes of of, of becoming a, a really uh, very well and famous, well known and famous guy. But uh, he turned people off, and uh, he, he, he wound up uh, kind of with very little tribute and uh, very little honors that could have been given to him. Uh, hey, hey, guys, can I interrupt for a second? Yeah. Yeah, sure, David. Would it be helpful if I, I, I've been taking some videos of my dad's office? Would it be helpful if I forwarded that to you so you can kind of cut it in? Oh, yeah, or, yeah, please. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Um, I mean, we can. He can. He, he can actually draw and talk at the same time if you want. He can walk and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if no you want to draw and talk, you know, because we're not going to have the no. And then I can take some video of him drawing. Yeah, no, that that's a great is, idea, David. I really appreciate that. There? Is there anything he can do in that direction? Oh, that would be you wonderful. Want... Yes, please. Yeah, if, if um, yeah, we'd love that. <laughs> yeah, okay. no. All right, yeah. Now, I'll, I'll be away from the screen, though. That's the only thing. That's okay. No. That's okay. Oh, yeah? Well, oh, we can well, move well actually, they don't need to. They don't, you can draw here. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they want to see what I'm drawing, though. Yeah, so go over there and I'll... I'm I'll better off the, over there where my I'll take, drawing... I'll move the computer. Where okay. my drawing table is, all right? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Just Thank give you. us a sec. No worries. No worries. Thank you, David.
Maybe I'll do a quick sketch of you. Um, yeah, you want to see? I can see you better, Dan, uh, because it's hard to draw the main lopsided, you know. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how your screen got <laughs> tipped on side like that. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, 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 where do you are? All right. Oh, my God. Look at that. One second. Do you want to do it in, uh, in like, a marker where we can see it better? All right. Use a, like uh, well, a I was thinking of this dark pencil, uh, this ebony pencil. Oh, great. Okay. Now, can you... Can you I'll, I'll video it, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll video it. Uh, all right, let me get uh, Dan first. <laughs> all right. So, um, so, so we're okay to keep asking you questions and stuff? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Keep going. Awesome. So you made a quick mention of, um, Joe uh, Gillia. Now, I, I've, I've read yeah. a lot of, um, a lot of the interviews and things that you did with Ed and Pete, uh, with Friends of the Phantom. And, um, yeah. I, I was just wondering, it, could you, Tell us a little bit more about some of the assistants that you've worked with over the period of time. And um, I've got six or seven here that I know of um, with Joe Gillia, on, uh, Andre LeBlanc, Don Heck, George Olson, Bob Forgoyne, Rick Buckler, and it's Carmen in, Infantio. Forgio. The name is Forgio. Bob. Forgio. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm quite well known for butchering uh, <laughs> pronunciations of names. <laughs> and Joe is Joe Giella. Joe G- Giella. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, for Joe, I mean, he's, he's he gets embarrassed very easily, so we want to keep we want, we want to keep that correctly. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. No, I appreciate you uh, correcting me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe, if you ever listen to this, uh, thank you and sorry. <laughs> okay. So, um, well, can we ask about Carmine Infantino then? Um, he um, was he was someone who actually worked on the daily, or was it a Sunday strip as well? I uh, did a Sunday, yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Don't don't get that distorted. Uh, I don't know how that got. Uh, sent around how, how that uh, got into the picture, but he never did a Sunday page. He did a Sunday page behind my back uh, to uh, to apply for the Sunday page. While uh-huh. he was doing the daily, he applied for the Sunday page, but he never did it. It oh, was okay. Bill Lignanti that did the Sunday page for, for about a year and a half, and then I got onto it. I got into contract on it. All right? Yeah. Okay. So just so you know that, and I don't want any, there's been so much distortion about that. He had nothing to do with it, uh, uh, Infantino. Okay. Nothing. All right? Yep. But that, and that's why it's um, great to talk to people at the yeah. source to, to clear up yeah, this sort of stuff, a... because it is a bit of an urban legend that he was a... a... Always remember that I was there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we weren't. <laughs> we're, we're we're relying on what we've you know what we've been told and and read and stuff like that. Rumors, but I was the guy that was there and experienced it. Mm. So okay. did he do any work with you on the Phantom or or no? Uh, no, not not in Fantino, not at all. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Well, I yeah. appreciate you correcting us on that one because. Oh. Um, yeah, that one with yeah with, with uh, from the research that we've found was that he also assisted you as well. So um, no, I would think that Sai would know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> come to the right that's place. why. Uh, that's why I uh, wanted to ask Sai. <laughs> zero. Okay. Well, what, so, about, what about someone like um, uh, Don Heck then? Yes, Don did. Uh, nice guy, quiet guy, very pleasant. Uh, uh, very fast. That, that did his work very quickly. Good layout, man. Very pleasant to work with. Uh, I think I believe he worked with DC or Marvel. Or, uh, yeah, he or, did Marvel and DC as well. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Very pleasant guy and a, and a good artist. Uh, good layout, man. Mm-hmm. He did some best for me. Yeah. You know, there were times when I would uh, uh, wanted to get away for a vacation, and I would try to get get a few weeks ahead so that I can go on a vacation. And Lee would give me a tough time. He he would give <laughs> get me trips on his on his schedule, not on mine. And I would call him months before and ask him to please get out some extra script for me and. Uh, so that I, I can get away for a while. And he would go on his wonderful long trips, you know, he would go to Africa and um, all, all over the world, you know. And we, we went on trips as well, so me and I went on trips. And But I would want to get away for a couple of weeks, you know, two, three weeks, and I'd want to get the work ahead, and he wouldn't cooperate with that. I, I would go to hell. And I'd have to call the syndicate and get the managing editor to call him to get extra script, and he'd be angry that I went over his head. And I said, "Well, if you if you cooperated with me, I would have uh, I wouldn't have bothered them. I would have wouldn't have called them." So we our relationship was a little a bit strained, and that's one of the reasons mm. I left after thirty three mm. years. Mm. I just you know. Well, um, as I said before, we've um, Jamie Diaz has. Um, I, I told him that we were talking to you, and he, he sent through some um, things that we should ask you about. And one of them was about the the day that Lee Fork died. Do you do you have a, a strong memory of um, hearing the news that Lee Fork had passed on? Um, <clears throat> I I did get the word about a couple of weeks after he passed away. I didn't hear about it immediately. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I, had, I, I had already had some, after I retired, I had some difficulty communicating with him because uh, I was trying to get my dailies and Sundays that he stole from me, trying to get them, try to get, get them back, and I was about to get a, uh, a lawyer to get them from him. And then when I heard he passed on, I just felt... Uh, uh, I just kind of neglected uh, uh, trying to get those uh, originals back. Hmm. And by the time hmm. I 
did try. Elizabeth was in the middle of selling them, and uh, and then their the lawyer said, I should try. Uh, I have to provide evidence that I didn't get, that I didn't give it to him and give these <laughs> to him. I had to prove that my work was stolen. I mean, yes. is, is that insane? And my, my own originals, I had to prove. Mm, so yeah, it is very insane. It was a very bitter experience. And uh, so going through all of that, going and also when the movie, when the movie came out, I had already retired uh, two years before. Mm. Yeah. And he invited, believe it or not, he invited Joe Giello. Yeah. And, he, and he, Joe couldn't understand why I wasn't there at the uh, at the premiere. Yeah. Movie yeah. premiere. And uh, I said, he invited you and he didn't invite me? What are you talking about? He said, well, I'm telling you that. He said, uh, I, I, I was shocked to find that you weren't there. So uh, it, it, uh, it, that was another thing that, that really burned me. So, you know, hearing about his death, it was, it was sad. Uh, but, um, I mean, he was almost 90. Uh, uh, he lived the last couple of years were not easy for him. He was starting to uh, diminish a little uh, his memory. He was still writing, but... Uh, uh, things were uh, uh, things were not written as well as he had been writing. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's the quality with the managing. Mm. Yeah, but uh, I, I was not terribly saddened. I must say. I mean, it wasn't like I, it wasn't like I was missing him. You know that I. <laughs> yeah. He was. He was. He, I would no longer. He would no longer be in my life because he never really was. So, uh, I, 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 if you want the honest truth, I really was not terribly affected by it. Mm. Oh, fair enough. It's um, yeah. it's it was, it was not a really friendly relationship. He did he did everything he could to make my life uh, to make my position on the strip less meaningful. Did everything that he could to take honors where honors were not. Uh, should not have been accorded him. Hmm. It's a it's a shame from I guess from a from a fan's point of view that the the two guys whose names were you know in the same little box on the on the strip every day um, unfortunately didn't have such a great relationship. No, it wasn't, and I I would have wanted it to be. You know, I yeah. I, I wanted him to uh, cooperate with me and. I always cooperated with him when he had a recommendation or suggestion. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I, I was graceful about it and tried to, uh, uh, if I didn't agree, I tried to explain why I didn't agree. But in that, professionally, I try to keep uh, keep it as uh, as professional as possible, not personal. Hmm. But he always make a uh, make it an issue as though he was competing with me. You know, I, I didn't want that. Uh, I didn't want that. I didn't ask for that, for him to try, try to be putting me in a, in a lower uh, position than, than, than his efforts on it. I mean, mine were just as important to the strip, and uh, he always tried to minimize it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
as a professional, uh, no one wants to be uh, diminished in his field no. for what he, what he worked so hard at. I worked so hard to give it meaning and give it more than it than it than it had in the story. I tried to give it more drama in in the drawing and more realism, and, as well as adding to the fantasy. So one of the I understand that one of the professional conversations you tried to have with with Lee was about the uh, something as simple as the trench coat that um, you wanted to change the design of the Phantom's trench coat after after the McCoy era. Yeah, and uh, that too. Uh, I don't know what he liked about that check coat, but he <laughs> just maybe he just thought it looked different. And um, I'm going to put you instead of instead of the um, uh, those earphones. I'm going oh, to yeah. put you instead. All right. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you're aware, but the uh, the trench coat has offici- was officially uh, retired by uh, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan was able to uh, put him into a bomber jacket. And a fedora. Not, uh, not, not a trench coat. No, no, no. Uh, Paul Ryan got rid of the trench coat, so it only took uh, fifty years. But uh, <laughs> he got, <laughs> he got there. <laughs> that that was part of his his citizen um, costume. It yeah. does look a bit strange, I must say now, because he's um, the Phantom's turned up in the current daily story as a, a helicopter pilot, and he's um, wandering around again in just a yeah, I guess a bomber jacket and a cap, and uh, it's it's not quite the same. It doesn't have quite the same feel as that uh, as that trench coat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand that. But, well, didn't uh, was it, was there no complaint about it? Uh, was oh, it, there was. <laughs> Complaints. <laughs> Probably from the from the hardcore fans that you know oh. don't like change and stuff like that. That you know is still stuck in the forties and the fifties. Um, right. But I think you know most fans are like, yeah, I can understand why he's not wearing his trench coat anymore. They did feel uh, that it was understandable. I, I reckon so, but I reckon there's definitely some crusty old. Uh, uh, some crusty oldies that are, um, you know, stuck in the yeah. 40s and 50s that are... And, and also <laughs> some younger folk who enjoy the old, uh, that heritage too. I, 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 I uh, kind of miss the trench coat. What they've actually started doing, Cy, is um, they they have Lee Fork actually appear in the strip um, often in the first day or so and the la- as a narrator, I guess. And um, the last couple of stories, he's appeared in the trench coat which uh, I guess is that nod to that past era. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. I think, yeah. Are you reading any of the, are you reading any of the current fan uh, stories? Uh, very few. I, I do get the comic books from, uh, from through publication, and uh, I'm really not happy. It's hard for me to look at some of the artwork and, uh, uh, there is one particular guy, I forgot his name again, but uh, he, he follows, seems to follow my ink style and my drawing as closely as you possibly can. And he's quite, he's quite good. Uh, he's one of the few guys that I think uh, 
did a decent job in getting the drama into it that I that I try to get, you know. So uh, the, that I, I'm guessing it might be one of the artists who did the sequel story in the the fruit co- the fruit comic that you did the cover for, which I thought was magnificent, by the way. Um, the that was a comic where they had a couple of sequels to stories that you had drawn. Uh, oh, a sequel to a couple of stories I did. Yeah, uh, so the the reef story, slave for instance, market. and the, the slave reef. market of Macau. Oh no, that, that, no, I'm thinking in 1720, Jim. The uh, oh, okay, yeah. That was the sequel to the reef, and what was the other story in there? Yeah. Oh, the that was the plane hijackers, and it was the yacht hijackers. That's right. That's right. Oh, so. So Massimo Gamberi is the Italian artist who drew the sequel to The Reef and um, lots of fans uh, would compare your mm. work and his work and say that he's obviously modelled uh, what he does very closely after your style. Yes, yes. And particularly his ink style. Uh, mm. Drawing's a little different, but his ink style is very much, very close to mine and it's got that nice... Uh, and a nice slick line, and uh, it, 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 his is about as close to mine as you can get, really. Hmm. I probably would you would have used him at, to fill in on my inking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over my pencils, I probably he was one of the few guys I would have used to oh, do well. something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if, if I'm, I'm going to look back and. Uh, I'll try to find the name of the uh, artist that I'm talking about. All right, I saved I saved a couple of books that he did uh, because his stuff is so close to mine. The rest I'm really not keeping. It's it's not. It's you know I mean I'll look at it and uh, check it out and see how the compositions are and how how the blacks I handle and things like that, but. I, I don't really keep the artwork. Uh, it, it's it, it's a little, you know. Once I've checked it and looked at it, that's fine, and I'll I'll make my own comments to myself, and then and then I'll usually not not keep it around. Yeah. Just don't have the room to keep these things around, yeah. and uh, they really are of little value to me once I've looked at it because uh, it doesn't doesn't do anything for me anymore after I've looked at it. So. Sure. Uh, that's it. <laughs> so, how do you, how do you, and this is a question that has come from one of our um, our supporters, Mikel Lick, who is from Scandinavia, and um, he wanted to know how you feel about through doing sequels to your stories. Do you do you like the idea of of um, new um, authors and artists going back and you know building on the story that you created? Not at all. As long as the story has some good quality to it. And- uh, I don't mind the continuity as long as the story itself is meaningful and, uh, and you know, relates to the original story. That's fine. It's fine. Yeah, so to you that's, that's I, most I important. Sequels. No, I don't mind sequels. As a matter of fact, I used to, when I was younger, and I used to go to the movies many times the second feature. We always had two features in, in my young days. And uh, the second feature was always something like, uh, oh, uh, The Saint, uh, which was a a detective character. And 
uh, Ellery Queen, and you know all of these characters, uh, the Falcon. Uh, these were all characters uh, that had sequels to them. Uh, the movies, each movie had a second, had another sequel to it. Wasn't the same story, but it was just a, a follow-up of the Falcon or the follow-up. Hmm. Uh, okay, here's, here's Danny. Oh, oh very good. <laughs> Can you just hold it up a little bit? It's a... Well, there you go. <laughs> now... What I, I, I what hope I, that never appears on a uh, police station wall. <laughs> hey, Dan, you want some hair? <laughs> uh, I, I haven't had hair for many years, David. <laughs> uh, they wouldn't know you. In that case, they wouldn't know you. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Thank you. That's, uh, that's very flash. <laughs> uh, we'll send that along we'll, to you. We'll send it to you, all right? Well, well, I'll, um, I've got that sketch cover on the way over to you, Si, so um, if you can maybe throw that in the envelope with it on the way back, that'd be that'd oh, be magic. Right. Sure. Oh, wow. Yeah, and with that, sure. Excellent, thank you. So, um, speaking of movies, you, you just talked about sequels and that sort of thing. Um, obviously, we'd all love to see a, fan, a new Phantom movie, but um, do, you, do you go and see any of the Marvel films or the DC films that are coming out with sequel upon sequel and, and building their universe? Is that Bristol? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the follow-up films of what? Oh, just the, the, the comic book films are, are having, oh, oh. A, having such a resurgence uh, at the moment. Do you, do you see any no, of those? The last one I saw was Spider-Man. I, I don't really... I haven't gone to see Batman and Superman. I, I saw... The, Sure, maybe two films or three films of Superman and maybe two films of Batman. Uh, I, of course, I saw the Phantom uh, film. Yeah, I yeah. thought that, uh, uh, what's his name, the, uh, the guy who played the Phantom? Uh, oh, Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Zane. Uh, uh, Zane. I thought that he was, um, he did a very good job. He, as a matter of fact, he worked. He, he built himself up to, uh, to mm. play that role, and uh, he's a big guy. And he, I thought he played it quite well. Uh, a little stiff, a little bit stiff in his acting, but he, he was good. He was, uh, I thought he played it quite well. The girl was a little—I mean, she was pretty, but she was a little stilted in her acting. But and this story was silly. I mean, yeah. very. Yes. The villain. Uh, yes. He was, Childish in his performance, he was so uh, out of control in his performance. He, he was to me, he wasn't threatening. He was, he was like a kid with a tantrum. Uh, the, the villain in that, uh, and then the story with the skulls. Uh, I mean, the the, uh, the theme behind the story was, it was it had no real solidity to it, no real validity. You know, uh, yeah. to me, it, it was a a light, too light a story. Uh, it, it really didn't have a real threat to it. Serious yeah. threat. That's, that's what a good adventure drama, a uh, good adventure film would have. A very serious threat. To me, there was nothing really gripping about it, you know. A couple of yes. nice action sequences in it. And I thought he did a pretty fair job. And uh, uh, the horse was a very good actor. 
you know you're in trouble when the animals do <laughs> yeah. better acting than the people. Uh, but uh, I mean, I, I, it was nice seeing the film. It was very, it was nice seeing it um, because I had so much association with it. Mm. It meant a good deal to me, and maybe I expected more out of it because yeah. of what to me and the way the way I try to interpret it, it wasn't there. You know that. Yeah. A life that I try to give it, and the kind of threat that I would give to these villains and that kind of thing, uh, I thought Lee's stories were more mature than this than the movie story. You know, but it, more it came across as one that was written by you know a panel and then given to another panel, and then a different room of writers had a go at it, and it just um, it, it did diminish, unfortunately, didn't it? Right, right. Um, so it's. While we're while we're reviewing Phantom movies and stuff, did you um, did you see the well the nineteen forty three serial with Tom Tyler? Did you do did you like that one? Uh, you know, I never saw that serial. Oh, okay, I never saw that serial in the movies. Never. Uh, you know, there was no television in forty three. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there were no replays. Uh, and I never saw it when I was younger. I used to see Flash Gordon when I was younger and a lot of the the Western uh, films of uh, yeah. Tom Nick, Buck Jones, and uh, 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 who else? Well, there was Super, Superman, uh, yeah. but not the, the uh, TV show didn't start till uh, what, the uh, 50s, during the 50s, uh, the TV Version with George Reeves. Uh, uh, it was uh, at least the fifties, yeah. Yeah, uh, but in, in the serials, I would see uh, who else um, besides Flash Gordon. Oh, they had Terry and the Pirates and a few things that would have the weekly serial. You would go into the movies on Saturday morning, and you would there would be at least an hour and a half of. Uh, Cartoons, serials, you know, uh, we call yeah. them serials because they would, there would be something happening, a cliffhanger at the end of every yeah, serial. Yeah. And you'd say, wow, how is he going to get out of that? You had to wait till the following Saturday. And then mm. you'd find that just before the accident, something else happened that never happened in the, in the movie, in, <laughs> in the serial, what that. Something just happens to happen, you know, and, that's how they escape. Uh, it was always always more disappointing than exciting. Yeah. So, <laughs> but we never, and never, nevertheless, they had a way of hooking us and making us wait the following week uh, for the for, for the for the escape hatch. You know, mm. always yeah. just for that escape hatch. But uh, we we had we enjoyed it. We. That hour, hour and a half, or, uh, at least hour and a half, we look forward to that in the in the movies. Uh, the kids look forward to that, to, to the cartoons, laughing at the cartoons and the distortion of things that went on in the cartoons. We we just loved it. We had so much fun with it. Yep. And in, as far as comics was concerned, the drawing comics, like... Most of my artist friends, when they were kids, said they always drew uh, Prince Valiant and Terry and the Pirates and 
They always kept, uh, follow the adventure script and the Lone Ranger. Oh, yeah, Lone Ranger was in the serials, too. Um, they, they, I, didn't, uh, I didn't draw the comic strips. Uh, I never really thought. I enjoyed them. I read them. I admired the drawing, but I always had, had more of an uh, illustrative, illustrative style. And I'd like to draw from life. Mm. Yeah. Or follow the follow the masters, you know, and try to find out what what made their work so wonderful, so great, mm. and what was there about their composition that was so exciting, you know. So I would look for the uh, uh, okay. I'm, I'm drawing. I'm drawing uh, for Germain, who was lopsided before. <laughs> oh, he's, he's straightened up now. That's good. <laughs> he straightened up. He did. Okay. So uh, don't be embarrassed, Jermaine. Just look natural. Good <laughs> 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 natural look right now. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to look natural now. Well, uh, <laughs> Talking the spot. <laughs> One of the things we did yesterday in our test draw recording was um, make sure that we weren't looking up Jermaine's nose. So, Jerm, I think you'll, you'll be very pleased now that, uh, that we changed that angle. <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah. Should I, like, um, oh, hang on, I'll just tuck my guard in so I don't look as, uh, so I look more uh, fit and I'll suck my cheeks in. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so um, I know you worked with Marvel and stuff before you did the Phantom. Did yeah. was it? Did you ever get the chance to do more like comic book um, work? Was it like something that you wish you could have done, or um, you mean other features? Yeah, other- like because I know you. Yeah, I know you did a little bit in, like in the early sixties and or uh, sorry, the like before you did the Phantom. But yeah. was it something that you? Um, you wish you could have done a little bit more of, a little bit more comic book art, or were you happy to do the newspaper strips? Oh, no. When I got on, I mean, that was always my, my goal, was to work on a strip. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, uh, there's a bit of irony to, to my career in that when I was uh, a teenager, I used to look at uh, The Phantom, and at that time... Uh, uh, Wilson McCoy was working on it together with uh, Ray Moore. He was helping Ray Moore, and then he took it over himself because Ray Moore became ill. And uh, and I always said, gee, uh, you know, that looks so childish to me. I would love to draw that strip someday, you know. Yeah. You know, I never looked at it that way. I figured I was going to be an illustrator. I always, always wanted yeah. to get into illustration. Uh, and then, uh, as I got closer to graduation in high school, uh, my brother came back home from service and, uh, uh, my family needed money, uh, money and, uh, my brother was married already and he had a child while he was in the service, uh, then, and, uh, he, said he, he was doing a little work while he was in the service, too, because he worked in a signal corps. He didn't carry a gun. He worked, he worked in a signal corps. So he did a lot, of, uh, a lot of important stuff, a lot of secretive stuff. And uh, 
as I said, he was a bright guy and he learned very quickly and uh, he was able to uh, pass the test to get into the Signal Corps. So uh, I always admired his, his intellect. I mean, he, he was an amazing guy, I, I must say. Uh, he, he just had enormous qualities and capabilities. And as I said, it, it's sad that he, he ruined his life not communicating well with people, and and it hurt his career. It hurt his, mm. his personality was his most harmful. Uh, uh, no one could have done to him what he did to himself. Mm. And it's sad. So uh, when he when he came home, he started to need help, and I was available. I we needed money at home, and uh, I didn't have the uh, the time. To, go, to become an illustrator, to, to work my way into illustration. Uh, I needed to start making some money. And that's when I got into comics. I started to break in with, uh, with Dan. But I had, a, I had a little small account at the time. I, I was beginning to get, to get a little work of my own and, you know, start, start to break in pretty well on my own. And uh, so Dan... Took me on, paid me a salary, and uh, and then about uh, a year and a half later, I got married. And two years later, I had a child, had my first daughter, and and that was uh, that's how I got started in comics. I really wanted to get into illustration, though. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, I'm just seeing David in the background there. Speaking of children, David, can we get you to jump in very briefly? What, what's it like um, being the the son of um, such a famous name in uh, in the comic industry? Did it affect you going through school? Were the other kids jealous of you having a dad that uh, was drawing <laughs> comic strips, or what was that like for you? Actually, you know, it was a novelty, but um, <laughs> I had no. I, and I think my dad would agree with this too. Yeah. That we had no idea how um, how many people his artwork was affecting around the world, hmm. and uh, I mean, particularly as a kid, Maybe I, I. I had no, I really had no idea. You know, uh, the Phantom wasn't published in any popular uh, New York papers right. growing up, so my friends weren't all that familiar with the comic strip, but. Unless I brought it to the, you know, unless unless I made them aware of the fact that my Bring dad... To a show and tell day or something? <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Right. <clears throat> Other than that, people didn't really follow the Phantom here. So uh, it wasn't, you know, it was just I had a normal childhood and, and um, you know, things were very, just very normal. I, I really didn't uh, understand the impact that his work was having on, on other people. Yeah. But I'll tell you, within the last five years, it's just been a whole different scene for me. Yeah. Especially since we start, you know, since he retired, started doing some commission work, and I've been able to get on Facebook and communicate with a lot of people around the world. I mean, I've really, it's really taken on a whole new meaning. Yeah. So is do you do you? Is that one of the reasons why you're doing these, doing the New York uh, Big Apple Con and stuff like that? It's um, is to like give back to the fans and to like, I, I guess, get out there and 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 sh- let people meet meet uh, you guys and stuff again. Right. It, yeah. It's it's 
been such an enjoyable experience. Huh? Mm. When I first retired and I went to, uh, the first place we went to was Australia. And uh, when I got there, I, I was at this uh, Comic-Con there in, in Sydney. And I had no idea what, what was going on in, in, in the way of uh, fans and, and people enjoying my artwork. I had no idea. Uh, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't until I met the people, and then, wait, first of all, we went into the, into the Comic-Con, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, people start pouring in, you know, and I figured, well, there were other artists there, they were all coming around to see these artists, you know, and I'm sitting there, and I figured, oh, nobody knows me, you know, I, I wonder if anybody will want to see me. They were about 300 people, uh, in a line, going in line all around the room. <laughs> and it was me. I, 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 uh, um, Eatmar, uh, I don't know. Eatmar Litterwash, uh, yeah. Yes, Litterwash. Well, he's the guy that invited me in the first place, uh, Eatmar. I said, Eatmar, uh, all these people coming, they're coming to see all these artists? He said, no, they're waiting for you. I said, what? I had no idea <laughs> this went on. Yeah. I had no idea that I had so many fans out there. And this, this, was, this was a tiny fraction of what was going on in the rest of the country. Yeah. Mm. And I, I still insist till today that the, the best feature of Australia is their people. I, I I love their people. I just was so, Sammy and I were so impressed with, with people that we dealt with. They were so sincere yeah. and so delightful and um, I mean, so helpful and, and one, just, just making us feel so welcome. Everyone, mm-hmm. no matter what, if we went to a, if we took us to a party, at the uh, at the customs building, uh, we had a party there. Uh, was that one? The, was that the Lee Fork Memorial Bengala Explorers Club dinner? Was that um, a whole bunch uh, of fan of fans, or something else? Before they developed that club. Oh, okay. Before that club, it had nothing to do with Lee Fork's name in there at all. Right. It, okay. It, it was just a party that uh, this couple who, who ran the the uh, uh, ran the uh, the, the customs house. They bought. They they took over the building. It used to be a customs house and became a a restaurant or a catering place or something mm-hmm. like that. Or, or maybe they had. A, they bought an air or rented an area in in this building. But do you know about this house? Uh, this this place. I, I yeah, cu- customs I'll, house in Sydney is pretty well known. Um, yeah, I, I haven't right. been there myself. Oh, oh, but you know about it. But they had a party there, uh, like a late lunch or early dinner kind of thing. And they would uh, be more arranged with this couple. This couple wanted to have me because they were ardent fans. And I never heard of this, you know. I mean, nobody nobody celebrated me, you know. And it was so delightful meeting these people. And they had a couple of cartoons bring in caricatures of me. Well, it was such a delight uh, to see these 
caricatures that these people took time to do with me. I mean, I, I was just awed. I, I really totally awed. And Simi could not believe it. He said, <laughs> said, 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 let me sit down a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I really was so impressed with this. We, we yeah. just had no idea that this was going on. Yeah. So in answer right. to your question, Dan, um, it would have been better if uh, they were actually in Australia and then David would have been uh, famous for being the son of Cyberry. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> right. So anyway, um, I must say that, that meeting these wonderful people, uh, I mean, several people said, why, why are you staying at a, at a hotel? Come to us, you know. Come to our house. Stay with us for a while. I mean, that's how people felt it. I just couldn't believe how, how gracious they were and how beautifully they treated us. Hmm. And, of course, uh, the real honors were uh, doing a TV interview and a, radio, a couple of radio interviews and a TV interview. And... Uh, that that was delightful. Uh, uh, I, I, I didn't. I could not imagine that I would be known well enough to uh, to have a uh, a personal interview on, on radio and on TV. I just had no idea. <laughs> That's amazing, Kurt, because for us who grew up on your artwork and and you were synonymous with the Phantom, um, you were always. Mm world famous and the best artist that ever been and all the rest of it. And for you to not know that there's a whole country down here that yeah. sort of thinks that is just... Uh... No, no <laughs> idea. And then when we went to Scandinavia, I saw the same thing. It was just amazing. I said, what's going on? I, I can't believe this. The second time the second time we went to Scandinavia, we... Uh... Oh, no. No, I only, we only went once. That's right. But while we were there... Uh, 2001 occurred, 9-11. Mm. Yeah. While, while we were away, we were visiting uh, uh, the Egmont publication in, in uh, Sweden. And uh, I don't know if you know Ulf Gromberg, he used to be yeah. manager. Yeah, at the, yeah at we've the, had him on the podcast. You did. Very, yeah. very, really wonderful guy. Yeah. Yes. That's what I mean. I, I, I didn't meet, meet anyone that was not really nice. I mean, they, mm. they were wonderful to us, uh, and they were crazy about swimming. Uh, uh, they said, uh, how, do, how do you feel being uh, the wife of a, of a <laughs> guy, you know? So she said, uh, she, uh, I didn't realize he was this famous. So <laughs> me, he was my husband. Uh, yeah. I, I, as long as he uh, pays the bills and put out the trash, I, he's fine. <laughs> right? We had children together, and uh, we're happy. And uh, I just never thought of him as. Uh, uh, I said, uh, so he said, I mean, he's just as awestruck as I am by by all of this popularity, you know. And I was amazing, just amazing. Oh, there was a funny incident where, uh, well. These people were online in Sydney, and one guy comes over to me, and he says, uh, he's the next online, and he said, uh, Mr. Barry, uh, could you, he said, uh, could you 
put your name on my arm with a marker, put your, put your signature on my arm. I said, uh, why would you want me to put it on your arm? I said, uh, when, you, when you bathe, uh, when you shower, it's going to come off unless you don't shower. <laughs> so, so he said, no, he said, I'm going right from here, I'm going to a tattoo shower. <laughs> I said, come on, you got to be kidding. So, uh, so then, I, so I did it. I did it on his arm. I, I hate tattoos. I can't stand tattoos. Hey, but, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> my son surprised us with a tattoo. Uh, <laughs> I forgave him, though. I forgave he, him. He didn't get your signature on his arm, though, I assume? <laughs> <laughs> not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Even if I did, I wouldn't tell him. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so I said, all right. Uh, then he wanted me to sign something. I wanted to write a dedication. I said, what's your name? He says, Diamond. I said, Diamond. He says, no, Diamond. I said, did you say Diamond? He said, no. Diamond. So I said, could you spell it? D A N O N. So we say Damon. He was saying Diamond. I couldn't, I couldn't pick it out. Uh, and I mean, he, when he kept saying no, I wondered, what am I, I'm, what am I here? You know? <laughs> but it was such a funny experience. But to think that this guy wanted, wanted it that loop of my signature, it, it was just wild. Just mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, for a for a lot of us, including me and Dan, you know, we grew up on your work and mm. and, and stuff like that. So it was, you know, um, we recently did a uh, a top twenty most uh, influential phantom people, and for everyone we talked to in our research and even when we did the podcast, you were like in the top five very easily and quite Absolutely. quite often in the top two or three people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, it, it, it's not a surprise hearing stories about people being so starstruck and lining up 300 people deep. And, um, mm-hmm. like I was talking to my wife and I said, oh, I'm doing a podcast at you know, 12 o'clock at, at night and she's like, what? And then when I said, oh, sorry, Barry, and she goes, yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, you get up at whatever time it is to talk to Sai. Yeah. Oh, that's um, and, I, and I know Dan's wife was exactly the same yeah, as well. Exactly. So, you know, even our wives understand. Oh, and, and even even my kids. <laughs> yeah. My 13 my year old daughter was exactly the same. Oh, Cy Barry. Okay, okay, Dad. No worries. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I love hearing that. That's, why, that's what I mean. How, how lovely the people were there and, and how wonderful they were to send me they said, "I, uh, do, do you uh, can you appreciate how much uh, you know, uh, Mr. Barry is is appreciated here?" No idea. No idea. Yeah. So, when Jermaine, and, and he's right. You, you are obviously one of, if not, you know, one of the most influential people ever to to work on or be involved with the Phantom. What would you, I mean, we've all got our ideas of, of what influences you had, but what would you say were yeah, some of your, your greater influences that you had on the character and on the strip in general? Um, 
I would say the movies. Yeah. Had the greatest influence on no. how I would. Uh, I talk about other artists. Uh, other oh no no no! How do you think? What did you bring to the strip, or, or how did you influence the character? How did you influence Bengali, the whole world of the Phantom? Oh, I. Uh, what if, what I really wanted to get into the script, that was one of my thoughts before I even got onto the script, is what the script needed. What I thought it needed was more drama and more more expression, uh, more emphasis on expression and emotion. And that he's, he was a kind of a dead character without, without giving him some facial expression and some body expression. Yeah. And that's what I thought the script really needed. Most of the time, he's he's standing there like this, or he's like this. Hmm. And I I felt that whatever emotion he might have been going through needs to be shown in the body as well, hmm. not just the mouth and not just the face, but in the body emotion. And yeah. I needed more, it needed more drama. It needed more dramatic lengths, a little more of the noir film kind of thing. You know. Hmm. I used the my I was influenced personally by films and uh, uh, good direction and good camera work and particularly when we, I was younger there was very little color film mostly most of the dramas were done in black and white and I so I was able to use some of those blacks I remember how those blacks were treated and the long shadows and. Uh, the long uh, streets, uh, the shadows and on the buildings and things like that. And those things, uh, kind of like, um, if you remember the spirit, uh, yep. uh, how, how beautifully that, that, that was done with the same kind of film, kind of uh, black, black and white stuff done in there. Uh, that kind of drama and, and exciting angles, getting exciting angles into the work. You know, uh, the script is too flat. Uh, Jermaine, is there a way that you could get a little more? Your light is in shadow. Your face is in shadow. And I'm uh, trying to, Okay, just give me... Is there a light that you could... Because I, do you have a second light? Just bear with me for two seconds. You know, there's, there's probably yeah. not a lot you can do to make Jermaine look better, so I, I mean, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you can only work with what you've got. I was going for the halo effect with the light behind my head. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> With a halo, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that would be cute. Really. So one thing that when I think of, when I look over your career site, I think of, and I'm not sure whether it was uh, a mix between the two of you or not, but I look at um, like the modern influence that you brought, like you, you brought the Phantom to Africa, you gave Bengala... A, a, a an African um, uh, you know a president um, that was independent from the uh, from the colonialism a uh, Colonel Wurubu who came in who took over from Colonel Weeks and stuff like that. Um, 
were, were my suggestion to Lee uh, to modernize it. Yeah, so so modernize it and bring give them their own government and all that kind of thing. Okay, yeah, because that when I when I think of you and and your influence, that's one of the things that mm. I that I that that comes to mind is, I guess, you know, taking out of the British rule into self rule and right, exactly, right. And, so, and I think it's it was before it was before its time, really. Oh, well, it was, uh, and and I thought Lee agreeing with that. I thought it was a very smart thing on his part. And it was one of the issues that he, he didn't fight me on. And I brought it to his recommendation. Actually, one of my daughters mentioned that to me, uh, that that this should have been, uh, that this was in uh, probably uh, the early early 70s, uh, late 60s, early 70s. My oldest daughter suggested to me that uh, you know, it's time that the script had some, uh, came up to date. And uh, she's a pretty, pretty bright girl, I must say, but she was kind of always a, a deep thinker and uh, always had these uh, concepts of um, uh, civil rights and, uh, you know, she was an advocate for uh, at the time when uh, the civil rights issue was in its heyday, you know. Uh, she she said, look, you you've worked on uh, uh, Martin Luther King pamphlet and uh, mm. done work for writing some professional work, and this would be a good idea if you were associated with something like that. Yeah, and, well, I never thought of it. That's a that is a good idea. So uh, sure enough, I brought it to the least attention, and of course, immediately he couldn't uh, uh, he, he he couldn't give me any. Uh, uh, accommodation as to something that's a good idea, you know. Uh, <laughs> he couldn't congratulate me or give me any honors in that area, so he said, I'll think about it. And, All right. So I said, well, try not to think too long. You know? <laughs> something soon. I said, it's a good idea because you still have uh, Lawaga taking orders from, from, the, from the Phantom, you know, and uh, you, you have the police chief taking orders from the Phantom, and of course the Phantom was a commander of the jungle patrol, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's time you got a black uh, police chief in there, get uh, get uh, Lieutenant, uh, what, what was he, Colonel, Colonel Weeks out of there. Yeah. yeah. It's time he retired. <laughs> Mm. So, uh, so, so uh, little by little, things started to transform into uh, into a more uh, realistic strip and dealing with uh, some of the uh, misfortunes that were going on there. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so, so, oh, your daughter did a great daughter. You know, she, a great thing for the fans. Her, <laughs> I thought she did, and I was amazed. That eventually Lee did agree without saying anything to me. The next, the, one of the scripts I got, sure enough, Lawaga became president. There was an election between yeah. he and this uh, this other chubby guy. I forgot his name. General Babubu. 
No, not Baba Boo. No. Baba Boo. He was a villain, uh, Baba Boo. He, they both had a fight together. Do you remember that? Yeah. They, they both uh, fought it out. Um, no, uh, it was another guy that, that he ran against. He went to the presidency against and a wider one. And I always, I always thought that eventually Luwaga should uh, either have an affair with uh, Miss Takama or marry to her, one or the other. And, well, uh, there was certainly a lot of, um, you, you talk about uh, putting emotion and, into your strips, there was certainly a lot of unsaid body language between the two whenever they uh, whenever they would appear together, I thought. So um, it may not have been written into the script, but you, no. could, you could tell I, by reading it, that uh, by, by looking at the pictures, that there was something going on. <laughs> right, exactly. There was. Right. And uh, so... They ended up marrying. They, they did have get now. They have now, yes. Yeah. Right, they did. And, uh, uh, of course... Preparing for the wedding, that was a nice sequence too. Uh, the Phantom wedding. Yeah. You know, uh, that was pleasant. And the mother fainting when, uh, when she saw with him, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, mom, it's all right, but mom, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, um, my, one, uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter comes into the Phantom room quite a lot and one of her favorite pictures is the wedding one that's uh, behind me at the moment because uh, she likes Mandrake as well and so um, <laughs> she's always you know she, she yeah she loves that picture because it's got you know the Phantom and marrying Diana and it's got you know Mandrake and Lofa behind you know behind him and stuff like that right. she's yeah. always comments on that on that picture yeah. oh, yeah. hard, hard to believe that um Kit and Diana have celebrated their 40th wedding anniversary now. Um, was that late last year or the year before? Uh, is it? It's, it oh, yes. Uh, yeah. 40, 48, yes. Uh, not 48, I'm sorry. Uh, 78, 78 they got married, yes. The yeah, last it, year would have been their 40th. Right. Yeah, so um, so there you go. That's a that's an iconic, um, that's a, so an iconic image. Sense. I guess in their 70s or late 60s or something like that. How old would they be in that case, uh, actually? Who? Uh, the Phantom and Diana? Phantom and Diana. Well, he was in his <laughs> 20s in 1936, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting, Si, because um, one of the more recent dailies... Um, has had Heloise um, stepping up and, and becoming a, a crime fighter in her own right, and they, they talk about the blood of twenty one phantoms flowing through her veins, and um, yes. it, it's it's what are they sixteen I think in the strip now, Germ, and yeah, um, and they they've aged slowly the last thirty years, but it's it's almost like the pair of them are getting ready to. How would you how would you feel about the a move to a 20-second phantom, one of those two, or should it be both? Or What are your thoughts around that? I have no objection. I would, I would think that uh, it's time for some fresh blood. You know? Uh, right, it's good enough for Cy Barry. It's good enough for me, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it should go on. As a matter of fact, Beatmore uh, had somebody do the 20-second uh, 20, 20 phantom. Oh, the, the artwork, yes. 
Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had his son Louis uh, as the boy, uh, the young boy, the young Phantom. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, about, you know, designated. He showed a picture of uh, the young Phantom, that 22nd Phantom, designated to uh, be the next one. Yeah, yeah. I, I really love that image, and, and I've spoken about it on the podcast before. But um, I, I imagine you would like it as well. It, it is very realistic in the way that it's depicted the characters and the in the background. Right, and it's time for his retirement. If I could retire, he could retire. <laughs> <laughs> in, um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but uh, Team Fantomen or, or Egmont, uh, who do the Scandinavian stories, they've actually got a a, a, a like a, a a side series, I guess you'd probably call it, Dan, mm-hmm. um, where it's in a couple of years in the future where the 21st Phantom has disappeared and Kit and Heloise together uh, are actually oh. being the Phantom. Uh-huh. So, uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's with, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, the, the option is there and... Um, yeah, I personally like the idea mm-hmm. as well. Um, I think I think a lot of people, a lot of the uh, the traditionalists might struggle with the concept. But um, do you do you think it was something I, I that did at all? Really? Yeah, I think it would be a good thing for the future. Uh, mm. Do you think a, a female phantom who, who is appearing regularly, not just like the little one-off stories, but uh, how do you think um, that would go in the strip? Wouldn't mind it at all. But I, thought, I think, listen, it's time women will utilize as, a, as realistic uh, characters that, that can be helpful to other people and, and uh, have, have, have experiences of their own as well, uh, not just men. Hmm. So, yeah. uh, I, 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 you know, I'm very open-minded to those things. I, uh, I really don't mind uh, new, uh, new issues and uh, fresh thinking, and I don't like uh, things to become stagnant. So, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that yeah. at all, really. Hmm. It's, it's good to hear because I think um, lots of people might, have, especially someone like yourself who's worked on a piece for so long, um, if, you, if you've worked on something for that long, there's the temptation to feel like, well, that's how it should be done, but um, or, or that's where it should stay, but you're happy for it to move on I'm not and a, just be part of the continuity, I suppose. No, I'm not a traditionalist at all. I, I, I like change. I think that's probably a good thing about democracy, though. It needs change all the time. It can't stay stagnant, you know. Yeah. And that, that's, that's why we can't have uh, our present government uh, exist for too long at a time. I don't want, I don't want <laughs> it to become accustomed to this. <laughs> and I'm afraid they are beginning to. It's, 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 it's becoming very difficult. Very difficult. Mm-hmm. Very, very difficult to live with. So, yeah. Um... Right. Yeah, it's it can be a little bit, uh, I dare to say, it, a little bit amusing watching it from afar, just uh, how it's all carrying on. Uh, and and we are being laughed at. I know we're being laughed at, and 
because it's it's so outrageous. This is a government that's running like this. I mean, it's 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 running like a soap opera, but a a tragic soap opera. You know, yeah. it's unreal. It's absolutely unreal. If if this were a soap opera, it would it would be off the air in, in, in two shows before <laughs> before around its thirteen uh, its thirteen features. You know, yeah. Well, in our defence, I feel like we have to laugh at it; otherwise, it's just scary. <laughs> yes, it is. You have to laugh at it. You're right. I mean, we can. Mm. But the point is that, that sadly, uh, you can't, we can't just laugh at it too too much because, sadly, it's affecting too many people yeah. in the areas of our life, and uh, it's not just the immigrants who deport. Poor people are, are suffering so badly uh, because we've been always known as a nation with our arms open, uh, ready to take people in, and we've we've always been so proud of that. It's been one of our one of the beautiful things we always took pride in. Why be uh, xenophobic and, and and be afraid to have people in? How, yeah. how would we have gotten started without the people? Who came up with these wonderful inventions? And these these were all foreigners. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Australia's got a very similar history, um, as 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 you guys. You know, uh, where we. Oh, like, who's that handsome person? <laughs> <laughs> I've got you talking too. <laughs> okay. Uh. So, uh, thank you, thank you, Sai, for those uh, right. drawings and, of us. And then out with the other stuff, okay? Unreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we appreciate that. We really do. Um, right. Was there? We we were talking a little bit before about how you uh, input, how you had the input with the modernisation of the fan. And was there, yeah. um, was there any other story ideas or or anything like that that you, um, that Lee Fork followed? Of your input, or was it really just that one? Um, there, he, he he didn't like taking uh, suggestions too easily. Yeah. Yeah. He was so he, he he was another ego character. He, uh, really, I have to say, he was he was an egomaniac. He loved he, he satisfied himself. Uh, I don't know how he had a good relationship with it. He, you know, he, he was married three times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that. He had uh, uh, different children from two different wives, and then he married Elizabeth. That was his last marriage. So I don't know how well the other marriages went, uh, but he was not. He obviously was not. He could not have been an easy person to live with uh, if, uh, if if his marriage broke up twice. Mm. And. Um, I'm not too sure how his relationships were with his children, uh, how close they were. But he was very self-centered, extremely so. And he did everything he could to take credit where credit was not due, you know. Yeah. So, uh, what, what about a, another famous Lee that you, in the comic world, that you may have Work with and around Stan, Stan Lee. Did you work with him much when you were at Marvel? Were you about that same time? I he was he was one of my accounts, Stan. 
Uh, at that time, it was called Timely. It wasn't called Marvel. It would be the magazine of the company. And um, he, he was, uh, he too had a very strong individual personality. Uh, uh, he was in a bit of an egotist himself. Um, just, you know. uh, but he, I, I, I liked him. He, he was a lot of fun. He loved comics. Uh, he he yeah. was an absolute fanatic about his stories and about his characters. And I loved it because he, he was like a kid. Uh, and I loved listening to him about describing the action that's going on in the script. And on some occasions when he gave me a script, he would actually act it out. Yeah, he I've get, heard that. He would give me the script and he said, can you just look it over a couple of minutes? So I, I kind of gazed over and looked at some of the action scenes, you know. Uh, where, the, where the characters were talking, that was that was not, the, you didn't have to get into that because that you could draw any time. But when it came into the action scenes, sometimes you have multiple actions going on, a couple of things going on at one time in one panel. And you had to kind of work that out in your mind as to how you're going to lay that out, making a decent composition out of it, and making sure that all the characters could be seen by the reader. So he said, he said, I visualize this scene where uh, this guy, uh, I was, it was a, uh, a story about a detective, uh, and he was, uh, he was trying to capture a villain. And he said, so he gets up on the desk, gets on his chair and then up on his desk. And here's this editor standing up on the desk. And like a little kid, like, uh, you know, I'm going to be this guy and you be that guy, you know. And he's passing out these things. That, and this guy gets up on the desk. Now he gets up on, 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 on top of the car and he's waiting for this guy to come along. And then he leaps at him. Well, he jumps off the desk and jumps down and lands on all fours on the ground. And he starts crawling on all fours, like he's fighting with the guy on the, on, on the ground, you know. Well, I don't know what kept you from bursting out and laughing. <laughs> so I, I had to laugh a little bit. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, so, but that's the kind of person he was. He was... He loved history. He loved comics. He loved every moment of it. He loved writing the stories, or he loved editing the stories that the writers would bring into him. And he always had some pretty good suggestions. He always had a way of turning something around, giving a twist to a story. And I admired his creativity. I mean, I must say, he was uh, quite a, a, a very... Uh, lively and uh, I must say brilliant at, at making things bringing things to kids and making it popular making them like it you seem to have a taste for what made kids enjoy something you know he had that knack and I always admired that that uh, he was able to bring these things out in his stories of course Jack Kirby was a, was a big help to him too in developing Mm. Yeah. Did you ever big. have much to do with Jack Kirby? Yeah, I did some work for him, uh, where he and Joe Simon uh, 
They used to put out, they used to produce books together, comic books. They would take a whole book from a, a publishing house and uh, they would they would handle the uh, the artwork. They would get artists and get writers and they would do the uh, put the book together. They get a commission on it, and then uh, they would get something on the sales too, uh, percentage of the sales. So they they did all right. They had a couple of books going, and I worked on a couple of adventure books for them. Uh, a couple of crime books for them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Did a little work for them. Uh, but not much. Uh, just a little bit. But I I remember him sitting there with his cigar and just turning out pages. He was an amazing guy. And Joe, uh, uh, Joe Simon was very creative in, in his story. In his story. He was an artist, too. Uh, he was better at story, you know. Uh, Joe was. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, very good. Um, and oh, we're, we're bouncing around all over the place. Oh. But um, what about um, what about some of your other assistants, like a like a Andre LeBlanc? Um, I know oh. that he was Pete Rhodes was uh, sorry Pete uh, Ed Rhodes <laughs> was a, a particularly <laughs> big fan of Andre LeBlanc's work. Uh, who Pete Klaus? Yeah. Uh, and Ed Rhodes, yeah. Oh, Ed Rhodes, yes, yes. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, they had a great admiration. So did I. Uh, he, he, too, was an amazing guy. Um, brilliant, very well-versed. And, and, I mean, he had he was like a walking encyclopedia, uh, Andre. Dear guy. I, he was a wonderful friend. Uh, he and I were very close. You know, he... He would come by, and he would he would bring me something, you know, something that he might have inked or something he may have laid out, uh, did, did a layout on, or whatever. And uh, I would open the door and uh, ask him to come in, come down to the studio. He'd say, no, no, uh, I'm in a hurry. And then he'd stand there, stand there for a half hour and talk about something he just read in the New York Times. A scientific subject that he just read. Now he he loved he loved those areas of science and he 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 was a beyond art. He he had interests beyond art, mm. and uh, he had scientific interests. He had uh, cared about people, about uh, world events. Uh, he was into history. I mean, he he, he was so well read. Wonderful guy to know. And so interesting to listen to, because he had a wonderful style in talking, in delivering what he had to say. Mm. So I, I love listening to him. But then I realized, hey, uh, why don't you come in? You're standing there with the door half open. He's holding the door and talking all this time. I said, you'll let the bugs in. Come on. I said, no, I, and then he'd say, by the way... <laughs> <laughs> he get into another story and I'd say come on have a cold drink something you know so he'd say no as a matter of fact Elvira is in the car his wife is in the car <laughs> in the car <laughs> I'd say come on Andre let her in let her come no no she's comfortable in the car I said well it's hot out there the car is running it's okay <laughs> <laughs> he was such a humble guy 
Mm. And yet, I mean, he took very little credit for whatever he did. And I must say, he, I had such admiration for him because he was so capable in everything he did and said. I mean, I just admired the guy. He was just wonderful. And he's the kind of guy you could, you could never get into an argument with him because he had a way of dealing with people, calming down. Yeah, I would, I was easily, I would get easily excited. And he knew that and he would calm me down, you know. I mean, if I, about somebody else, I, I could never get angry at him. It was always about somebody else that if I was talking and somebody was mistreating me, and he would always get me into a better mood and become he was an amazing guy. So uh, he, uh, many times I would be so angry at my brother Dan because he did something against my family or against, uh, against my kids or my, my wife, and I was, would be very angry about it. And I'd say, I'm so angry. And he would calm me down, and he knew Dan, he knew him very well. He was one of the few guys that got along with Dan. Very rare. He was one of the few guys that knew how to handle Dan. And I said, I said to him, I've been my brother for so many years. I said, how do you manage to handle him? He, he had no reason. He said, I just, uh, that's the way I deal with people, you know. I see people differently than you do, you know. And he was right. He was right. Yeah. So, it, it, I, 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 I was so crazy about him. Uh, I, I, I was heartbroken when he died. I really was. He, I missed him. I still miss him. Yeah. Andre, yeah. yeah. He was such a good friend. Good, dear friend. His two, his two daughters, the same age as my two daughters. So we would kind of, we would compare notes all the time while the girls were working. <laughs> and they, he only had two girls. Uh, then I had David uh, a few years later. And uh, so we couldn't compare notes about our sons. But but he, we did with our daughters. And uh, he meant so much to us. Uh, uh, I went to his uh, daughter's wedding and... Just some wonderful experiences with him. So I can understand why Ed, Ed and Pete admired him so much because, oh, he played piano. He did so many things. He, he, he was into music. Uh, he was just a, a very, very interesting guy. Very interesting guy. I was crazy. Mm. I've heard yeah. nothing but good things about him whenever I was talking to Ed and Pete, oh, reading oh, the interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. It was always how much of a good guy he was, and then oh. how talented he was and how much of a good artist he was. And a very loving dad that the daughters are still, I spoke to one of the, a couple of years ago, I spoke to one of the daughters, and they still miss him. The wife was still alive at the time, and uh, she was she was uh, becoming, uh, go, go, entering into dementia at the time. But uh, he... He, he was just amazing, developed cancer. And there was a guy who knew about, as I said, he was so well informed. He knew about what kept you uh, healthy and healthy foods and vitamins and all of that, and exercise and did yoga. I mean, he did everything. He did everything. And he developed uh, pancreatic cancer. Uh-huh. So don't know what's going to happen. It was pretty bad. Mm. Pretty awesome. Uh, wonderful. Yeah. 
Thank you for that. We um, we also have to ask about um, Keith Williams. Actually, um, we know that uh, you've you've reacquainted with Keith uh, a couple of times in the last few months, and um, we've loved seeing some of those photos. Hello. I'm still here. Does it say he's still in the conversation? It still says he's there, but it just might be. Just frozen? Yeah. Hello, Sire? Um, I know. Hang up and call back? Yeah, give it a second. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, maybe hang up and call back. Gee, I'm filthy. This video's not recording. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, hang on. Hang on. What's it's just there? dropped out. That's gone altogether. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe add people to call. Just give me a second, mate. Um. You there? You there, Jim? Hello. Hi, Matt. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Sorry about that. We lost. No, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, so we have it hooked up now. It's charging. Ah, okay. All right. We're trying to work out what uh, what we'd done to break it. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was us. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, right. So, um, so I was just about to ask about uh, Keith Williams. I know that Jamie has brought him yeah. over to your place a couple of times recently. How's um, how's that been reacquainting with Keith? Oh, very nice. Uh, I met uh, uh, I met Keith at uh, one of their one of uh, Pete and Ed's uh, get-togethers at the luncheon that they used to That's make. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, we're going to have another one in May. So if you come, if you happen to come in, if you happen to pass by, <laughs> okay. I'll, uh, I'll, t- I'll talk to my wife about our long service leave. You're definitely invited. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I'd love to see you guys here. It would be nice. But uh, I've been asked to come back uh, to. Uh, Sydney and uh, back to Australia, and uh, much as I would love to, it's, it's just too much for us at this stage in our lives. It's just sure. too much, too difficult to trip, really. Yeah. So, but I really appreciate uh, the wonderful requests, and uh, uh, whenever they have the uh, those dinners, you know, I try to send a drawing for the children to hospital, and yeah. Uh, 
they do so much, so many nice things, really. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm trying to remember yeah. the one that you sent last year. I think that raised something like fifteen hundred dollars. Um, yeah, for the hospital, which is fantastic. I'm so proud. Oh my god, I'm so happy. I think um, I think there was like a figure that all up over the years they've been doing it. It's almost about a hundred thousand or something from memory, Dan. Yeah, of how much um, they've raised yeah. over the 30 um, dinners or the 29 dinners. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's right. What are they? 29 dinners, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the 30th ones this year. Um, oh, nice. I've been going. I've been going for about eight. Or oh, nine you have. Years. Yeah, and Dan's yeah. come along to a couple as well. Yeah. Um, yep. And Stephen came to his first one last year. Oh, and um, yeah, it's it's a very 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 busy weekend, but it's a it's a great um, it's a great time. Just you right. know, you you feel it afterwards though, like yeah, right. with the amount of money that you spend. Oh. I'm not going to say how much because my <laughs> wife is actually next door and she is awake, oh. so I better not make mention of that. <laughs> she changed the locks on the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, we we appreciate um. You, you know, it's, it's funny you, that you mentioned about your wife uh, and her attitude because I feel Pete is so dedicated to his to the Phantom. He does so many things. He sends mm. me all knickknacks, so yeah. many of 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 the Phantom uh, key keychains and uh, and rings and. Uh, and patches and uh, and sweatshirts and, and all these different things. Hmm. Well, it, and it, it, it's it's so funny. And I know he's got a, a menagerie of of stuff in his house of um, uh, phantom uh, collectibles, right? Phantom collectibles. And I think it's beginning. To, I think they're beginning to trip over them. Uh, he and <laughs> I just wonder how does how does she deal with this? I mean, she's not very very happy with it. You know, she probably isn't. Hints he hints that she uh, she would rather eat if he weren't so involved. You know, he's like a little boy. He's he's like a little boy. Reminds me of uh, of Stanley and how he acted like a little boy. That that's me. Oh, Sire, by the way, uh, I'm putting something in the mail for you. So it's another knickknack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Toy, you know. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah, no, yeah. we've um we've got very similar uh like very similar relationship with um with uh, Pete. Uh, always getting emails from him. Um you know, he, he's one of the most nicest nicest guys you've I've ever met. Um yeah. And like I remember when he came out, would have been probably eight nine years ago. My wife still talks about meeting oh. him and his wife and stuff like that as well. Oh. And, um, yeah. She's got she's got a great admiration for um for Pete as well. Uh, we, we were lucky enough to talk to him on the podcast as well. And, yeah. Hmm. yeah, he's 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 helped us a lot. Yeah, right. And you know, he was a teacher, and he would talk about the children that that he taught. He taught he talked about them in such a loving way, like he, he really cared about them. Uh, 
He's a, he's a great guy, great kid, human being, wonderful, wonderful. Mm. But uh, so, I, I get a kick out of, out of his uh, dedication to the family. Just <laughs> so, speaking of collectibles and tripping over things, I can't help but notice you've got a few um, frames of your of your phantom work up on the wall yeah. behind you there, Sai, yeah. a, a Sunday and a few dailies. Can yes. You, can you tell uh, us which stories or which strips they are? Just which ones you're proud enough that you've got up on the wall? You think I remember? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know the names of these sequences at all. Uh, if you, if you, I, I don't know if we can see. Okay, if we can see, I might be able to identify them. I'll tell you the year. This is this is '92. Yeah. Right. 92. 92. That's a daily. Uh, 93. 93. 93. This is the tail end of the uh, career, yeah. Call it the tail end because I retired in 94. Yeah. Yeah. And this, I think this was earlier. Uh, one second. Uh, what is that? Oh, also, yeah, this is 93 also. Yeah. Does it have a, a month? Huh? Does it have uh, a little month? It has to be, yeah. Uh, April, April 27th. And this is uh, July 2nd, this one. And that's okay. December 12th up here. Oh, that's for Sunday. All right. Can you see this? Yeah. This one here. Uh, maybe if I if I turned it a little. Oh yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. This is uh, December twelfth. Uh, no. This is uh, May. It's May. May twenty ninth. In and what year? Ninety two. Okay. Ninety two. So that's May, April May. That's black. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think is the story, which is about a Black Panther. This is the story with the Black Panther, yeah. Yep. Right. And this is May, and what is this? July. July uh, 92? This is when the Panther was young, uh, was little. Yep. And uh, I don't think this is the same story, though. I'm not, I don't. I'm not sure if it's the same story. Is what 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 date in July? Sorry, sir. Uh, this this is May 29th, and this is uh, July 12th. And they're both 1992. July 2nd. And they're both 1992. 92. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the same story. It's called Blackie with the. Oh, Blackie. Okay. Yeah. So you, oh, you have the index, okay. Uh, this Sunday was uh, uh, December 12th, and I think it was 93. Semper, that's the Jungle Olympics? Yeah. Is it, uh, can you make this year out there? 93, yeah. Oh, uh, 93? Yeah. Yeah? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. So, is there any particular reason 
while they're up there? Is there like a particular uh, panel that you like, or uh, do they just catch your eye after after um after oh, all yeah. these years? Uh, yeah, I think it was the act, the fact that it's, there's a lot of action involved with the fan. Yeah. You know, um, strangling the uh, lion, wrestling with the lion, and uh, and also the, uh, the figure of the lion attacking up here, you know. There are a couple of nice shots mm. of that I can hear, too. This angle of the lion uh, attacking the native. So there's a lot of action going on, and then the phantom's starting to run. I think it was a fact there was a, a few scenes of action going on. Hmm. Enjoy it. And this was something that I repeated a couple of times, you know, the phantom wrestling yeah. with him, you know. Yeah. yeah. But in real life, the line is much too strong for, for you. <laughs> what? Well, the Phantom does have the strength for 10 targets, though. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, well, thank you for showing those, us those okay, pieces. Now, it's um, it's uh, just, uh, yeah, it's... Let me see if I can... Can I take this out for a minute? Yeah. Do you think it, yeah. You won't lose power. All right. Uh... I did want to show you, this is something, I don't know if you saw this. I did this for a museum, the Brooklyn Museum of, of, of Art. And uh, they also had a, um, a department, a, a performing arts department. And the, their students put on uh, shows and dan- dances and drama and music. They have put on different kinds of Entertainment shows, hmm. and uh, 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 they asked King Features to find an artist to do a, a presentation for them, for them, an advertisement for them. So uh, they called Lee, and Lee said, recommended me. did one nice thing for me. Recommended me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've always wondered what the story behind that, that was. Yeah, and uh, of course he was supposed to be portraying Hamlet. Hmm. Yep. Right? And that was the uh, Jungle Patrol thing that ah. you using that, right? That's yes. the one that Dietmar would have got you to yeah, do. Yeah, the 1990. Down here is a portrait of my sister. She was the last of my siblings, and uh, she's gone. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So did you always find it easy to do Christmas and birthday presents, Si, rather than have to worry about getting down to late-night shopping? You uh, <laughs> draw some drawings for them? <laughs> well, I would, any time uh, I'm invited to a friend's or relative's birthday party, I do uh, a portrait of them. So... Uh, uh, and and they always love that. Besides the kids, <laughs> yeah. but I usually, bring a, I usually bring a portrait. I had something that I was doing. Where, it's right underneath there. Oh, is it under there? Uh, this is something I'm going to my my cousin's uh, birthday party, and so I'm, happy birthday, Richie. Oh wow! You did? Yeah. 
Right. So, yeah. the, uh, what's over here? Oh, okay. I just wanted to show you. Right. And then, of course, you know, Billy Higgins is in the middle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, that's me and Joe Giella. Can you see it here? Uh, uh, There's a bit of glare, but... Oh, oh yeah. there is. Uh, that's a, yeah. Oh, that's, that's it. That's better, it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, the guy on the left, this guy, would be on... I guess he's on your right. Uh, well, this guy is a Mayo. He, he also went to school with me. He's gone. This was my favorite, very favorite friend, Al Scaduto. Really a special guy. And this is Georgiella and me. So the four four of us went to the same school. Oh, wow. And just Joe and I are left, and and that's Billy, uh, much younger Billy. (laughs) Yes. He doesn't live very far from me now, probably about an hour and a half, two hours ago, uh, two hours drive. Um, Which in Australia is just down the road. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, we'll have to um, have to look because he's been busy um, putting his museum together. He, he's he's moved, as I said, moved house, and he's got a dedicated um, building out the back of his house now. To you there? I think they might have put the battery out for too long again. Yeah, when he took us on that little tour. So, for those who are listening, and obviously. It's a bit hard to... Uh, so I just gave us a bit of a tour around his uh, studio. And I am so cranky at our video recorder. We need to yeah. upgrade this thing. Um, I can't believe it worked reasonably well last night and now it's let us down today. Oh, so you're back. Yeah. We're back. We're oh. back. Yeah. We lost you again. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, Bye. we'll have to... Uh, no, I, no I tours have to of... the room. I took some pictures of the um, studio, and I'll send them along to you guys. Yeah, oh, no awesome. worries. Thank you, we appreciate that. We would, uh, we would just make comment for our audio listeners of basically what was happening for the last five minutes. <laughs> oh, cool. uh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, no. So we appreciate you taking a, a, a bit of a tour around and showing us your fan art and yeah. photos and 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 portraits of your friends and families and um. And yeah. David, thanks for uh, taking some photos of the studio yeah. as well. So we'll include those uh, for for our listeners and um, and other fan and fans to have a bit of a look around and stuff as well. So thank you sure. for that. Oh, you're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. And um, I please say hello to all our, all my fans. Uh, tell them I'm, uh, I'm very appreciative of uh, of their attention and. Mm. And uh, grateful for uh, their wonderful comments to me, and I'll always remember them. No, we will do. Mm. Now, one, one last question before we let you go, and, and we really appreciate your time. It's been fantastic. But um, uh, Hermes Press, we 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 love the picture, the um, the the landscape um, skull cave phantom on the horse, Diana. Uh, yeah. You've done recently for the Hermes Press um, cover. Um, can you talk us a little bit about that one? Yeah, um, he wanted something uh, pleasant, something quiet. Uh, both of them. Uh, he asked for the uh, uh, the shot of the uh, Phantom and Diana on uh, on horses, 
and uh, perhaps the skeleton cave in the background and the hero and the um, devil. Oh, yeah, here's, the, here's a copy of the original. Yeah, um, that's amazing. I love it. <laughs> um, and uh, I did the black and white first and then uh, got on this kind of paper, the very high-quality paper, I uh, had I did the coloring on this this type of paper, and uh, it handled the color beautifully. It just absorbed the color beautifully. The colors were as true as I could get. Them. Uh, they are they reproduced as true as as the colors that I did originally. There's a reproduction of the original coloring that I did. Mm, yeah. I must say that they're. The colors were very, very close to the colors I used. So I'm very happy with it. And uh, uh, I just want to get a nice, quiet, romantic scene. Nothing mm. nothing, nothing evil about it, just mm. <laughs> except for that ugly but, uh, skull cave. But <laughs> <laughs> There's no place like home. It's <laughs> like home. Isn't that a nice home? So, yeah. One of, one, of the things that, uh, one of the things that I love about yeah, especially so, the treasury room, you know. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the most attractive part is the treasury room. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, I, I, yeah. I, one of the things that I've that I and a lot of other Phantom fans have always loved about your work is is the smiling Phantom. Like you, mm. you know, there's always but you've always done very Phantom with seldom, a smile on his face, and very seldom did uh, Ray Moore or Wilson McCoy have a smile on his face. Mm. They were serious. That's what I wanted to get with some expression. Yeah. To get, uh, and when he was angry, to get the real anger, you know, get the muscles moving in the face. Yeah. There are uh, so many muscles that the face has that, that would make so many different expressions with. Frantic was a stone face. I called him stone face, you know, until I... <laughs> yeah. So, so, do you think that that? Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, do you think that that uh, that, that print will ever um, become a poster or something that uh, fans can buy as well? Because I know that. Uh, well, well, I think we saw we said when we first saw it, Jermaine, that that looked like one of the the best pieces you've done, possibly even since that that wedding poster that we talked about. Oh, really? Yeah, we could definitely uh, do that. Could, I I would think that they would uh, that they'd have no objection to. No, it, uh, I don't. I doubt if John Hermes would have any objection to it. Yeah, no, it's it, yeah. to me. It's right up there with the wedding piece. It's it's <laughs> you know it's iconic. It's iconic, Barry. It's it's fun. Yeah. It's family. It's um. It is know, the, the 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 backgrounds with the jungle and and the detail, which is all you. I which is the monkey in there for the uh, the uh, uh, monkey uh, monkey. Uh, the monkey male. Monkey male, right. Yeah. And uh, uh, did you see the one that I did for uh, for Glenn Ford uh, for uh, the True uh, Magazine, the cover I Yeah, did? Jump, Jumping Over the Wall. The Wall, yes. 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 Yeah. Right. That was a bit of, bit of action there. Yeah. You want something the... action. Well, you talk about action. The the one that you did for the Comic Con, the war, um, fighting on the wharf or punching the the pirate mm. on oh, the wharf. Yes, yes, right, yeah. right. 
that that I, that was, that was enjoyable. We're going to take that to the next count con too. We're going to try to sell. And those those are a li- more limited. Uh, we're numbering those. Hmm. Yeah. Limited we, we're both. Uh, you got one, didn't you, Jermaine? Yeah, Duncan yeah. Munro. Oh, uh, yeah. yes. he sent one over for both yeah. of us. So. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, can you just give me one second, sorry guys? You keep going. Um, I think my daughter's awake, so I might just have to go oh. bring her in or something. So just give us. You just oh. keep talking. I'll be back in a sec, guys. Sure. Go right ahead. Okay. No, um, it was we were very lucky that Duncan was able to organise getting a number of those prints um, sent over, and I, I know there was some hassle uh, getting it out of the country the first time or something, but uh, yeah, very, uh, very, feel very uh, lucky to have that. Right, right. Uh, I noticed uh, in Jermaine's room there, there were uh, uh, the, the, paint, the drawing of the uh, wedding and. Uh, some other uh, phantom uh, issues there. Are those, um, you know, of what company uh, printed those? Are different companies that printed uh, different publishers? You mean the, the books, books that he has there? Um, well, his, his screen is actually frozen up, so I can't see which ones you're talking about. But he does have um, uh, some of the older frues displayed behind him there, I think. Uh-huh. Oh, those were frues. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, um, he, he, Jermaine has an amazing collection. I haven't um, ever <laughs> obviously been over and visited him in Perth, but uh, did, have you just come back, Jim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just come back. She's sleep crying. So Cy was asking about the uh, the comic books behind you there that we could see once you had moved. Oh, okay. Um, I'll just yeah. move that print. Yeah, there's... Um, there's... Just trying to think. So there's some of the Herms ones over there. Um, there's some their folios for the cards. They're all like um, what do you call it? Statue boxes. Um, oh. I think oh. I have um, this one here's got a a uh, a cover by you by someone of oh. your interior arts. Oh. Wow. Yeah, that was... um, and then got some more. And yeah, some artists follow my uh, follow my. It was a wedding. Well, particularly, the Italians seemed to yeah. follow your your style very closely. Tell, I have to look closely to see if it's mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, as I'm closely, I didn't say that. Can I just see that again, Jermaine? Oh, sorry. So I that's a, a wedding special okay. for okay. Uh, Phantom yeah. M, or Phantom Met, sorry. Um, I'm yeah. not sure if you're aware or not, but uh, the Italian publisher, which was Sparta, uh, Fratelli Sparta, they actually um, instructed their artists. So basically they gave them your stories and said, come back to us when you can draw like Cy Barry. <laughs> and, um, and, and so, so I guess then, I could work there, huh? Yeah, I think you could have. <laughs> yeah, and um, and like we've actually got an interview uh, that we're working on at the moment by uh, Felmang, uh, who's actually oh, who uh, in detail has actually written how he was went to Fratelli Sparta and how they gave him the Island of the Dogs um, oh, storyline, yeah. and then basically they said this is your Bible, you have to draw <laughs> learn to draw like him. 
which him is you. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, that's great. You see that? And these are the things that I had no idea about. Uh, I worked at my drawing board and locked in a room and uh, once a couple of a couple of guys come over and do some work and rush, rush out some work for me. But most of the time I worked alone and mm. I idea what was going on in the outside world. Uh, I was always dealing with editors, you know, either <laughs> Ed or, or, uh, or Lee Falk. And I had no idea that, that people enjoyed the strip as much as they did uh, throughout the world. It was just so really an eye no, I'm certainly I'm certainly glad that you're having the chance now to, to realise how um how popular yeah. it has been. Guys yeah. are doing it all over again for me. Yes, <laughs> you really are. So that it's very pleasant. Ah, cool. I I don't think I I could have done anything else that would have given me the kind of gratification that I've had having done this trip. You know, it's uh, seeing the after effects. You know, uh, it's it's so so wonderful. I mean, just having the, the two of you. Uh, Interviewing me—it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's so enlightening uh, that I—I I can't tell you how much I appreciate this. Well, I guess if you like—I know my current job. If when I move on, they're not going to remember me 20, 30 years <laughs> down the track. you've left that much of an imprint. That's that so humbling. That is so humbling. <laughs> that, uh, that um, you know, people are still talking about you 20, 30 years after you've uh, moved on I, from yeah. the strips. I, I, I'm so grateful that uh, that I let gave people uh, some enjoyment in life that they were able to get look forward to reading my work and uh, mm. reading my work. It's it's mm-hmm. I, I can't express how gratifying it is. Wonderful. Like so many years later, I mean, I've I've been retired for about twenty four years. This will be twenty five years this year, yeah. and to think that people still remember me is just so, so wonderful, really. Mm. Yeah, so well, thank, thank you all, and thank all my beautiful friends too. Will do, will do. No worries. So fans, well, thank you, and Siberia said thank you as well. Right. <laughs> Thank so, you, so and we, Frank, uh, and Jermaine, and we, thanks for me too. Say hi. We will do. Yeah. We always sign off by uh, by saying happy phantoming. So thank you very much for all of the very happy phantoming that you've provided us over the years. And uh, yes. <laughs> really hope you enjoy the, co- the Comic Con and uh, the, the dinner that's coming up. Oh, right. Uh, I wish I were able to make it there. I know... Uh, I know the boys would love to have me there, and the women too. So uh, just uh, just know my thoughts are there, and uh, they'll always be with you guys. All right. Good on you. Thank you so much. Nice. Appreciate you. all your time. Right. Thank you, Sai, and thank you, David, as well. And David, yeah, thank you very much for for organising all of this. You really got it going for me. Great. <laughs> okay. Take care, guys, and stay well. No thank worries. you. So thank much, you. Si. Appreciate it. Thanks, David. Bye. Thanks, Bye guys. Now. Thanks, David. Thanks, Sai. Right. Bye now. Well. 
How good was that, Dan? Oh, Jim. <laughs> you just... What an experience. Um, so it was uh, worth, worth uh, going to bed at 8 o'clock and uh, waking up at <laughs> uh, midnight to uh, talk to talk to the yeah, man? Yeah, so probably... It was probably half past nine by the time I was able to drift off because it's much earlier than normal, <laughs> obviously. And, well, uh, yeah, you're normally uh, doing some phantom work or something like that. <laughs> that's right. Um, so 9.30 till about 12.30 I've slept so far and it's now 4am and I'm going to have to toss up do I go to bed and try and sneak in another hour before the alarm goes off or do I just um, start doing uh, check my emails and do some oh, I think you try and get an hour of sleep in <laughs> I'm not sure what's best but look oh yes totally totally worth it um, the, and I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry to expand listeners that that I, I'll check, but I really don't think the video has worked in terms of recording, and um, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit gutted by that because um, to be able to see what we we saw, we wish that we were sharing that with everybody. Um, I'm going to have to have a, a very strong word with our my video recording software and, and maybe replace it. I think because that's just devastating. Mm. But anyway, um, the, it's amazing how many stories. Um, mm. That Sai has and, and can bring out. There was we had what two pages of notes and we didn't even go through it all. Uh, no. There was still a couple of uh, assistants we wanted to ask questions about, like George Olson, uh, Bob, mm. and uh, Rick Buckler as well. Um, but you know, getting an insight of his stories about working with um, uh, with Stan Lee, uh, mm. the, the story about Carmen Infantino, the I guess. The, the correct story that, that came out, the fact that he never worked with Carmen, which, you know, is in the Phantom Wiki um, and is in was established law, I guess, that Carmen was an assistant. Um, and But, you know, things like that and just the stories about, um, yeah, and his uh, daughter who um, was the one yeah. that suggested uh, that up there in the strip with, uh, with Luaga and... And, and stuff like that. That's mm. yeah, and we're that's just stuff that you know no one knew about, and you know people like us get all giddy and silly and stupid over stuff <laughs> like that because uh, you know, and that's what we like. You know, we love and breathe fandom, and we like to find out fandom history and report on it and share it and stuff like mm. that. And that's that's what this is. It's you know, it, it'll be an interesting re-listening to it because there was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of gaps and stops and 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 stuff like that. But I hope people have enjoyed listening to it, which I think they will. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might even be longer than our normal two hours. Oh, I um, think so. But I um, think some there there were a few audio issues, and we apologise for that. And I think that mm-hmm. was. Um, uh, so I was recording off a laptop without a without a microphone and a headset, so that's completely understandable. And um, I think it was when the laptop was a little bit further away, and he was sitting there drawing, and it was fantastic to see. Um, you know, as as David said, he can absolutely walk and chew gum at the same time. He didn't miss a beat um, talking no. to us, but was scribbling away pretty much the whole time. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I hope everyone enjoyed it as much as we did. Yeah, absolutely, and um, hopefully it won't be another two years. Oh, you know what? We talk about good things to come out of the conversation. They may actually do a print of the uh, of the Hermes press cover now. It was like yeah. the first time it had occurred to them. 
if if that comes out, if Sai and David put that out through the website or whatever, everybody better give a big thumbs up to Chronicle Chamber because uh, that's where the idea started. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, but we'll no, it was an amazing. Thanks, guys. <laughs> it'll be. A, it's an amazing piece. That one. It is. It is. All right, well, it has been at least a couple of hours, I'm sure, by the time we edit this together and, and people are here for Sai, not for us. So um, thanks very much, Germ, for um, setting the alarm because I know you only you only got an hour or so sleep before the alarm went off for you. Um, yeah, well, not even that because I had I had both daughters wake up and uh, that I had to settle in between mm. my nap and all that and I'll probably be doing that again. So, mm. yeah, tomorrow at work is yeah. going to be fun for both of us, I think. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, the, the things we do, more than happy to. That's it. All right. Well, thanks very much, mate. Um, as always, uh, enjoy the rest of your week and, and happy fandoming. Happy fandoming. 500. So we're not going to do the outro? Hey. We're oh. not going to do the outro? Yeah, I suppose we should do the outro. How about you just go into it now? It could be like a big blooper. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the uh, blooper outro. <clears throat> so, um, of course, anyone who'd like to, um, who, who's enjoyed this sort of conversation and would like to, look, I need to buy a new video recorder. So um, anyone who can jump on and, and support us through the fan and pres- uh, through the Patreon, we'd really appreciate that. Um it- it's a, it's the sort of thing that's a bit fluid at times and um, people jump on and people jump off, support us for a little while while they can and we really appreciate every every uh, dollar that people are able to contribute. Um, please don't uh, please don't think that um, your money goes to waste because we are using it for things for the website and even just hosting the website and uh, the, the podcast um, takes cash and we really appreciate everybody who can help support us with that and of course you do get access to the Phantom Preservation Project as well and um, if we talk about things that are in there related to Cy Barry there are videos of him uh, drawing and um, a few more of those to actually upload in the near future and probably that that might be where we put the bulk of the the pictures that David was taking tonight as well. We'll use a few on the website but then we'll put a, a whole bunch of them in there as well because he took a lot of photos and videos hanging around the outside as we were talking which we massively appreciate um of course all of it is through chroniclechamber.com i'm talking about the website there so anything you want to know about phantom head to chroniclechamber.com if you have got other suggestions for people you'd like us to interview or other past guests that you'd like us to go back to um hit us up on uh, chroniclechamber at gmail.com send us an email and let us know who we should be talking to um, or what what stories you'd like us to investigate um, we're also on facebook and you can get in touch with us touch with us there chronicle chamber fandom fan page and also the fandom collector group we're on twitter at chronicle tweets or instagram at chronicle chamber and of course um, if you've come along today just because you are listening to cy barry hardly recommend you go back and listen also to i think it was episode 53 um was the last time we spoke to cy uh, a couple of years ago and uh there was a there's a couple of stories that were repeated but not many um, and uh, for instance when he talked about his childhood and, and, and that was a long story we heard that long story on episode 53 so uh, feel free to go back and check that one out really encourage you to do so or uh, make sure you hit subscribe as well because um, that's the way that you can get every phantom conversation we have coming into your preferred um, 
podcast app or, or iTunes or whatever it is when uh, whenever it drops. So um, I think that's now the, the bloopered out, outro. Can I say happy phantoming now, Germ? Is that okay? <laughs> it was episode 53, so good memory. Okay. Uh, and uh, just also remember just one quick thing. Uh, for those... Um, there was a full transcript available of that as well. So yes. if you prefer to read, that's probably a good idea. But good work, mate. Thank you, Si. Thank you, David, for organising it. Thank you, listeners, uh, for sticking with us. Uh, it wasn't our smoothest podcast today, tonight, but this is Si Barry, and maybe we were just a little bit giddy and like a little little uh, excited schoolgirl. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. happy fandoming, mate. Happy fandoming, right. everyone. Cheers. Same Five hundred years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck. And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty. And all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die. The man the ghost who walks Enemies beware The phantom's always there But you won't find the phantom He finds you